Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. My name is Todd McLaughlin, and I will be your host. If you would like to learn more about our upcoming live stream yoga classes, workshops, teacher trainings, and or our online yoga studio, please visit us at nativeyogacenter.com. Thank you. Sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi. In this episode, I'm really pleased to introduce you to Scott Johnson. Please visit Scott on his website, stillpointyogalondon.com. That is spelled S-T-I-L-L point P-O-I-N-T, yoga, Y-O-G-A, London, L-O-N-D-O-N dot com. Scott's the director and founder of Still Point Yoga London, and he is a gifted Ashtanga teacher. I'm very pleased to bring him into a conversation today, and let's get started. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited to have this opportunity to introduce you to Scott Johnson. Probably a lot of you have already heard of him <laughs> because he's awesome. I have to say, I have had such a great experience getting to know him. And, you know, I, I am just pleased. He's over in London. He's a yoga teacher. And you, you heard the intro already, but um, I'd just like to go ahead and introduce Scott Johnson to y'all. Scott, how you doing? Todd, how you doing, man? Good. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I just want to be really honest with everybody here in podcast land. Um, I scheduled a podcast with you two weeks ago, and we had, in my opinion, a really great conversation. And, I, and then when we got to the end of the conversation, I realized I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I felt like such an amateur, you know. <laughs> I love this podcast. Oh, and what, what a conversation they missed. Oh, that was the best one. <laughs> right? And, and uh, that's like, you know, not so. <laughs> the, the surfing world is like, oh, you should have been here yesterday. The waves were epic. You missed it, you know? Um, so not to play that with you guys, but, um, you know, uh, so thank you so much, Scott, for coming back on. And I appreciate it. It's going to be an amazing here. sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, so how are you doing, Scott? What's happening for you over in London these days? You know, it's, it's like, as it is, it's really, it's just amazing to be in this time, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, London is starting to, London is starting to open up. We had a easing of our lockdown, which was uh, last week, which was very confusing. <laughs> but, um, but I think people are starting to, to go, start to move back out. So we're having different layers of unpacking the lockdown. But, um, but it's, yeah, it's still that really, really, crazy environment that we're all finding ourselves in. We're all trying to kind of navigate this way of individually working it out when it comes to looking at it on such a macro level in relationship to the whole world and in relationship to COVID-19 and then our own, our own personal relationship around the people around us and everything in between. So it's still kind of like such a massive thing to kind of, um, to kind of comprehend. You see what I mean? I am with yeah. you, man. I hear you. It is um, so such, I haven't felt this alive in a long time because there's so much uncertainty 
and I'm going through so many different ways, thoughts about this in terms of how do I feel about this? What, which way do we want to take it? And what's smart? What is safe? How much do I believe the, the information that's coming at me and from what angle is it coming from? And, uh, oh man, I hear you. I'm, I, so in terms of like, so just so the listeners understand or know, um, based on our prior conversation, um, you, you, you were able to switch over to doing everything virtual. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what I did was like, I mean, we, what happened was is that I think it was around about the 16th of March, like the middle of March, like Boris Johnson came out and he was doing, he was doing daily. I think we were doing press releases outside number 10 and, uh, we were, we were kind of, it was that point where we'd, I'd done a workshop before in Manchester, which is in the north of England. And it was really strange because everyone had come to this workshop. I had about 25 people from Mysore, but we were at that point where I was like, oh, should I be touching people? So in the we had like, um, we had um, that hand cleanser all the way around the room. So I was, if I was to adjust someone, I would wash my hands, adjust them. And then wash my hands again and I'd help. And it would be a bit like, it was really kind of like an unknown, what we was, how we were supposed to be around each other. And I remember getting back uh, or it to, to still point the next morning going, I think we're going to have to be really careful and not adjust and not touch and things like that. And so we'd already sent out an email to say, um, we're going to, this is how we're going to move forward. Just as we, we're trying to still be present for you, but we're just going to be careful about how we inter, interrelate because we have to be. And then yeah. on the Monday evening, um, Boris Johnson said on live on television, I'm going to, uh, we're not going to close. Um, we don't want to close restaurants or we don't want to close clubs or, or pubs and things like that, but we'd rather you didn't go at the moment which was a really confused statement so from that statement if i thought to myself he's just said basically you can't be together so he's basically but he does he can't say close everything because it was like because it was to do with business so i said to louise who's my wife i said to her the next i turned to her and said we've got to ethically we have no other choice but to, to, but to close as soon as we can, because if there's, if he's saying, don't be around people, yeah. he's saying he knows something we don't. So ethically, and I was just thinking about this in a purely in a yoga, from a yoga perspective, from mm-hmm. an ethical, a hymnic way, mm-hmm. we can't, we can't open tomorrow morning. Yeah. Because there's, there's a possibility that I could have it. I just been in Manchester the whole weekend. Yeah. I could have it. And then I could go in and infect everyone in that room. I might've done it the day before. So he sent an email out that night saying, we're really sorry. We had to close. We've had to close. Yeah. And, um, interesting. I just wrote a blog about it last week about the whole process, which I'll share with you. If people are interested. Um, and, and, and it, and we said, I said, I'm going to come in the next morning and, um, and just I'll be there and you can just come and pick your mats up and I don't know when we're going to open. So we, I, it was a really hard email to, to send. And I went in the next morning, people came in, took their mats, we closed up. And literally by the time I'd got home, I downloaded Zoom. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I've got to flip this over as quickly as possible because basically yoga teaching and still point yoga London is our only income. And like what yeah. happened is when, when, um, when, you know, you could see 
that this was going to be a big thing. So I thought to myself, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to travel anywhere. And I watched six or seven workshops and all our retreats just fall away in the space of four days. So I thought to myself, I've got to be able to switch this round. So within three days, we'd, we'd moved on to a zoom we'd moved on a platform onto a zoom account we changed the website we kind of like done about seven days work in two days to right. switch it around and start to get our community galvanized in another way because by the saturday we were teaching i was teaching at a class and by the friday and the friday before that's when the uk went into lockdown wow so i saw that we had to act i needed to act quickly one to galvanize the yoga, the, the, the people who are, who are our members yeah. and to say, look, we're going to still do this. We're going to do it in this way. I'm going to do it like that. And then also just to, just to keep, so we can provide an income yeah. for the family. Right. That's which is really job, important. Yeah. Which is a scary point because everything's yeah. up in the air. So right from the beginning, right from the start, we, we, we realized we had to work on the fly and it's almost like that's been, happening ever since doesn't it feel like every single day is like how could i possibly have more work on my plate than i did the day before and originally i thought too that when we went into the lock to you know the stay at home shelter in place there's a bunch of different words we have going on over here to describe it but um i thought i'm gonna have so much time on my hands I'm probably going to be so bored. What am I going to do with myself with all this time? It has not been that way. It's been the opposite. Yeah. I feel like I've never worked as hard as I have in the last yeah, two yeah, months. Yeah. So, but thankfully, because I think that's what's keeping me sane is that I, I, um, the, the response from the community once we flipped into the Zoom world and the appreciation that they showed – it was so mutual. Like I, I maybe would wake up in the morning and go, uh, I, I feel a little down. This, this really, this really is so difficult. How are we going to get through this? What's going on? And then I would come in and like two or three people would be waiting for me in the zoom element. And right away, I just felt this incredible feeling of like, I got to give this my all. Like I have to teach a class. Like I've never taught a class before. And it's given me so much fire for the yoga and then to feel how much I really do feed off of the, the interaction of the students and to have that interaction process be completely moved into a different technological realm and still work. I have to say it's been, it's been a lifesaver. If we did not have this with the internet capability, I, I really wonder what what state of mind i would be in and i guess that doesn't matter but i i'm very appreciative right now (laughs) stay with us we'll be right back welcome to the alchemy of natural healing i'm your host laurel dewey true healing is an alchemical process meaning it must transform you on all levels body mind and spirit what affects one affects all three True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Yeah, no, I get you. And I mean, it's like we've all had to kind of, or a lot of us who've chosen to, to move into this realm. 
um, have had to just reimagine what it means to connect. And I think there was an initial kind of unsurety about, there were some people going, oh, this isn't right. This isn't right doing it this way. We should all be turning in. And this is a time for a pause and kind of turning in and practicing. Um, And I didn't didn't quite see it like that because I thought to myself, I, I can see... The, the, the bigger context of all this being about everyone being really unsure about their place in the world because the whole fabric of our Western culture and our society has been shaken. And that's like suddenly, you know, initially in the UK, people were like panic buying and there was nothing on the shelves. Yeah. So everyone was a little bit like, like this. And so there was, there's this tenderness and vulnerability in the world that we've all got. And we're just, you know, I was feeling, everyone I know was feeling it. And um, I felt that my, uh, me with a, with a platform of, of, um, of, be, of, of, of being able to share something that's meaningful for people that, um, that helps that they come to Stillpoint and they, and they come to my workshops because there's something that I'm able to say that helps. I thought, well, there's a, it felt, it felt like a, about a, there could be a little bit of a responsibility for me to be able to be there for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so rather than kind of like say, oh, yeah, you're over there. You should be practicing on your own. No, actually, I, I'm here for you, even in this, even in this space. And it's, yeah. it's not perfect because we're trying to work it out. I'm new to this. You're new to this. But literally, you're the same. I turned, I turned on Zoom and, uh, and I got on the first class. And we did a free one and there were like 120 people signed, oh. signed up to come. And then they, wow. all of them didn't get in. So we had about 70 Oh my I mean, God. The end, I mean, at the end of it being like, oh, my God, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. And thinking <laughs> I've got to do this yeah. on Monday for six days and in the evenings. And I just thought I've got to do this because the, initially the emails I was getting with people were so grateful. Yeah. Like the, there was a gratitude for being able to set this up and still being a presence. Yeah. Um, and also the idea that people who weren't able to come to Still Point, but who know me or who've wanted to connect with us, were able to do so and so what it meant was oh, i'm going ah oh, so we're connecting but we're connecting in a com- in a completely different way we're still connecting through intention which is all for me what yoga is and being right. a yoga teacher is is about the intention but we're just doing it in a different way and so it was about then setting up the environment like it's not just for me not just opening the laptop and saying right here comes adrian you know that kind of thing yeah. to count people through there's an environment, a space, which we want people, which I want people to feel like they're, they're being held in. And the yeah. space is the practice that they know so well, which in our case is Ashtanga. And that's the, that's the container. But within that container, they can explore. I can't go, I can't, I've got, you know, 50 people on a screen. I can't go, oh, you need to do, you need to do. You can't go around and, and give advice and adjust. But what you can do is create a container for exploration within, within this space you're holding. So what it made, it made me realize is that I can, I can try and use intention. I can try and use language and I can try and use these in a way that hopefully and hone these so they land in a way that makes sense to the people who have opened their laptops and come to see me. And that was like a real, that for me became, I quite quickly saw that. I went, it's, oh, I'm not, te- I'm not really teaching. I'm yeah. holding and we're holding each other. And that became really clear for me. You know, quite early on, I, I started chanting the Shanti Mantras on Instagram. 
at six o'clock every morning. And that became a deeply meaningful thing. Even then, you know, just, just starting the day chanting, I just thought, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to turn Instagram live on and I'm just going to be there and just, you know, chat. And it's been a really like, I had the same people turn up every morning now and they really get a lot from it. And then I turn, I open up zoom half an hour earlier so people can come in earlier and sit while I chant. And so suddenly it's about, create an environment of connectedness just through the things that we've truly value in our lives and sharing them. And so it, that's the, the, it's for me, the community aspect became, even though we were stuck in our, in our rooms and, 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 and someone's in their kitchens, we're still, we, I'm calling it connected community through pixels. Yeah. We're like, we're like, I'm saying we're still, when you're breathing in, you've all opened the laptop. And you're all in a community because when we breathe in and I go, Aikum, you're breathing as one. When I say Dway, we're breathing as one. And so it just became this kind of really rich way of understanding the playing field, which we were now in. And I, and I, and I, and I it was, it was, it took, I saw it quite quickly because I think I'm a little bit susceptible to watching yeah. how things move. Uh, yeah. But also, the, but I've only ever taught in a Mysore environment. You know, for 11 years, I've taught still points just been my story. So suddenly I thought, I'm just going to guide people. And yeah. it's been, it's been really beautiful. That's awesome, Scott. It's been I, really, it, feels, it feels really beautiful. Isn't it incredible to, one thing that, oh man, there's a lot. One, one thing that I noticed is that the things that I've relied on to kind of, prop me up as what I thought, you know, this is my teaching experience and has just had to be completely reorganized in a way that it feels fresh. And I feel like a lot more enthusiasm that, that for me, I'm really thankful for what this sort of slowing down. And now, obviously I want to be very um, attentive to the fact that, is it for me to be feeling joy at the fact that I've had to reorganize my life and I'm and I'm wealthy slash lucky slash however I want to look at it enough to be able to have a computer and an internet connection to feel that joy at the expense of others suffering and dying, you know, and not being able to see their loved ones. I have, I still have to work through that a little bit. So I want to be cautious when I announce how good I'm doing. I want, I want to at least let you know that I am feeling a little um, on the fence about how good I should be feeling because how, why, why did this opportunity come around? Because, because people are dying, right? Because people are suffering. So that is a little bit of an odd enigma for me right now. Um, but at the same time, I know that there is so much negativity and so much like heaviness going on that if I don't talk about the positive elements that I'm finding from having to reorganize and reshift and in a lot of ways, I feel like the same thing, very similar thing happened when you were explaining your experience, when you guys realized we got to shut down when Tamara said to me, Todd, we have to shut down. Um, I laid back on the bed, I looked up at the ceiling and I just had this feeling of like, 
everything is gone. Like I probably, I, what if I never have my studio? What if I never can teach again? What if I can never do massage again? What if all the big what ifs of like, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to, I just, just had this moment of where I went, all right, what am I going to do now? I have to figure it out right now. This is, I can't think like that. I have to just focus on what can I do right now? And that was an incredibly freeing and scary and life-changing moment i have to say i won't say it's all been easy in this last two these last two months because i'm still having moments where i'm laying on my bed looking at the same ceiling fan spin around going holy crap <laughs> like how is this really going to work for everybody all these other businesses around me all these other people that are wondering how are we going to move forward we're all wondering right now it's such an incredible time though i mean when I really just relax and start breathing again, this is where I feel like the yoga. I love, I love yoga, and I've, I've felt, I feel deep connection for yoga and meditation and pranayama and the chanting, and and I have for a long enough time now to where I know I will never turn away from it. But under this uh, uh, circumstance, I've, I'm seeing how the yoga is so powerful. The meditation is so powerful because we're just kind of taking all that craziness that's going on and saying, wait, right now I'm just going to tune in and what's going on right now for me. How do I feel? What, how is my breathing? And to be moment by moment like that, I'm, I'm realizing like all this training I've been doing has been building me up for this moment right now. So I'm extremely thankful for the opportunity that from my teachers, from all the different settings that I've had a chance to come in contact for, to get a chance to practice with you when you were here in Florida, to get a chance to even chat with you two weeks ago. I'm finding that all these conversations and all these experiences are starting to amount to being able to deal with these heavy pressures uh, moment by moment. What, what, how are you feeling about all that? I mean, I think, you know, there is a massive, you know, there is a sense of privilege. We have to kind of, we have to adhere, like, think about and, and go, you know, we, this is, we are in a, in a space where we've got, I'm comfortable. I live, you know, I live in a, a, a nice house. I've got yeah. the garden over there. I can look into the fields and every morning I can go and watch the sunrise next to a field before I go and chant. So, you know, this, this social, they're not being able to go out. I've been able to go out and wander around the fields and stuff. And um, so there's a level of like, you know, I'm very aware of, of being careful around, you know, how I, how I, how I move, how I talk, how I address things. Um, at the same time, you know, we, this is what I've always done. Okay. So, so the ability to lift this up and just move it into a different realm as a different sphere to be able to inspire yeah. people to think, to, to be present with where they are is what I was doing um, in, in London Bridge for the last 10 years anyway. So, and, but there is a massive, there's a, there's a big tenderness around the reason why we're all doing, the reason why we're opening our laptops. Yeah. The reason why, and I kind of bring that up when we, after the classes each morning, we, we run a six day program and each morning I just stay behind and let, let the, um, let people stay behind and talk to me about anything. And so like I'm there and I can be there for like 10 minutes or I can be there like for 45 minutes because people will have things to talk about either practice or about COVID or about, um, anything that meaningful going on in their lives, which is kind of like, 
you know, two weeks ago, um, when, uh, when it was really, you know, had that first two weeks of being in lockdown and it was kind of like, oh, this is new. You know yeah. what I mean? This is, yeah. this is new. And yeah. then you got into it like, oh, this is, this is kind of getting a bit like now. And you yeah. could start to see people's energy changing. And that was when the conversations were coming out around people feeling really kind of tender about it. Yeah. And, um, and that's when, you know, and we were all, we're all trying to work out a, a, a process. Now, what this has been, I see, is a big leveler you know, a big leveler for most of us to go, wow, this could put a kibosh under yeah. oh, the whole of our understanding of, of, of being human in this culture. Yeah. Um, and we have, but we also still need to look at, around us and go, and, and those of us who have things like you and I could still run our business. We just, we could just lift it up and place it and still be there for people, but it is still a way for us to make money and do that. Whereas other people can't. And people's businesses are falling away. I was talking to a friend this morning who, um, who runs a spa. And it's just not looking look good for her at all because she's going to break some more business. Yeah. And so we have to, I have to go, gosh, you know, there is a layer of, you know, the work that I do and, and, be, um, and be humble about it to a certain degree. But at the same time, what you said about your teachings and your teachers and being, and being grateful for, practice you know there could be people who like you who practiced all their lives and still they'll be hit by this and they'll break down because they won't have all the stuff around them that you and i have yeah and it's kind of like so there's there's this way that this is language is the way we want to use this this looking at ourselves and really noticing our own bias and also seeing that like how can we, we can we really put ourselves in someone else's shoes so what i'm really interesting is about how i've used language or tried to use language in a way that that kind of lands um and doesn't and tries to keep everything open in a way that where people are i mean you've had people who you know who who've who've had covid you've had people i know who've who had people who died of covid and then all these other layers in between mm-hmm. and so the whole process has been I've, you know, you know, I've been really super grateful like you that I've been able to practice for years. And when we get to something like this, I am, I am, you know, practice has helped me to be able to navigate this in a way where if I hadn't practiced, who knows? Because I remember what it was like when I hadn't practiced. Um, however, I also realized that I've got this a, a big comfort blanket around me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. And so there's that kind of layer, which I'm also wrapping myself around but still feeling like I, I don't know anything but there is that 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 responsive way of you know the way the practice the way that this complete contemplative practice has played out for me has helped me to maybe navigate things and navigate the situation in my life as a response to it and I think you know I said something to um one of my students the other day which is like all of the teachings that we've been open to and that we've that have landed in us are coming alive in every moment. Like all of the practice and all of those teachings that we've taken on are, are, are always landing and, and, and ripening in the moment. And because we're, because we're practicing, because we've been dedicated practitioners who've, who've been chanted, who've done the daily thing, We've also taken in and really listened and listened to our teachers, taken the philosophy. There's, there's, there's something about me really noticing that I, I'm remembering that's coming alive right now. Mm. 
and that wants to me you know I was, I was talking i was doing a lecture last night on the on the four foundations and there's a um there's a on i think it's sutra 120 and there's um there's a word called smriti and it's and in it's in the sutra or i think it's 120 yeah, it is and uh and in it's the same word as in the buddhist canon of philosophy as sati and it both they both mean mindfulness right but what that really what I, the, the translation i really like is that smriti means or sati means to remember mm. and what it means is like so you're remembering the path you're on yeah you're remembering yoga you're remembering this whole idea of contemplative practice is a process of you coming back again and again to the present moment and so what, what, what now for me is, is this more and more, those of us who have contemplative practices and had it for a long period of time, and also who are offering it to people on the end of Zoom, we're saying, come be present to being here now. You've opened this, you created this time for yourself. Be present to being here. If you can't be and you need to be somewhere else because it's important, be so. But it's about still being really more and more present than we've ever been. And being remember, remembering to be present, remembering that yoga is the present moment, like mm -hmm. the, at the yoga anushasanam. Now, now begins the teachings of yoga. Like atta is like atta is now, 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 now. Not like yeah. you know, yoga isn't some far off. Now is when yoga lands. <laughs> and so it's that idea again that for me it's been this kind of remembering. Oh gosh, come back come back what's here what am i present to and when i'm present to those things i can i can see the the play i can feel the play i can see the confusion i can see the vulnerability i can see the the, the massive global craziness and the national craziness and going how am i working that now come back hmm. come back to being present and work it out from there and that's to me like this idea of slowing everything down um which i've been able to even though I've been busy as ever, helps me to understand perhaps then how to move. And I think by, by studying and practicing for like, I've been doing Stonga now for what, 18 years, mm -hmm. something like that. And like consistently, there's been some consistency and others not, you know, I, all that time I, I brought a family up. So I've been a householder, a Stangi for that whole time. Um, but what it's, but it's really, but it's changed me. You know, so now, like, like I said, if I'd been that person 19 years ago and it had been now, I'd have been like, oh, gosh, I remember what I was like. <laughs> and yet now the teachings, all of that, that movement of that listening, that breathing, that, uh, that focus, that awareness of, of the, the transcendent and also my deep, deep physical at the same time helps me to go, right, what's needed? Uh -huh. What's needed now? And that's kind of like, and that's the, when I realized that that's what was needed, what's needed is to be present, more present than we've ever been in our, in our bodies, in our lives, in, on the earth, just so we can navigate this. So we can navigate it together. It's almost like there's this togetherness. There's yeah. this kind of, this, or you and I, and, and most of the people I know of, everything's been swept away. And we're all on this level playing field. Yes. And so together, we want to see how we can move. And it's like the, it's more like the community's got bigger because everything's been taken away and all, this, all that's left is each other. You know what I mean?
That's so true, Scott. It is, it is amazing that um, it's, it's an irony that something that seemed to be pulling us apart in the sense that one way I was viewing cell phone technology, say just three months ago, uh, I would say, wow, my kid is distracted looking at their device and I'm distracted looking at my device and we are going in a negative place because we're all distracted and we're not communicating face to face anymore. And now the irony is that we are unable to communicate face to face anymore <laughs> while we, you know, we've been limited. Yeah. On that. And the same thing that was pulling us apart is allowing us to come together now. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd but phenomenal kind of transfer. And I'm not so sure, maybe I just wasn't viewing it right. And maybe before we all were coming together, even though we weren't looking at each other, and, and I just wasn't seeing it the right way, or maybe I, I'm not really 100% sure if it matters. <laughs> Well, the interesting thing is, the interesting thing is what, how, the way I see that is like, we haven't grown up with the tech, right? We've only been, we've been open, only open to mobile phones. I think I bought my, my first mobile phone in 1995. And that was right when they, that was when they first became small. Yeah. And that was even then, and those weren't even the, the smart, first smartphones didn't come out until only about, what, 12 years ago? 13 years ago? Yeah. So that ability to see, to be kind of caught up, in, an, in a device is relatively new. And so yeah. our children, I mean, Herbie's 18, Noah's 15, and Ethan's 13, they've grown up with this tech, with these devices. It's part of their... Hey, Scott, that's so cool. I didn't realize that your Ethan is 13 and my Ethan is 13 as well. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Let's put that together. All right, sorry, <laughs> keep going. Keep that's, going. Um, that's right, so they've grown up with this tech, whereas like we didn't, right? We grew up, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And so I grew up running, kicking a ball outside and with books and, yeah. having to, and, and being bored and stuff like yeah. that, which kids these days really hard, can't work out what being bored means. I said, no, um, yeah. So what we've, so what I've, the way I've seen it is like, well, I've seen that the way that, the, the way that kids connect is through these devices, through like being able to be on Fortnite with their friends yeah. or be on Minecraft with their friends. That's yeah. the way of, of relating. Um, and we've had, to, and you know, what, what, before it was like, I think what I thought around um, online stuff with yoga is like, how does it work? You know, I didn't even think about live streaming. I thought, what, you're just going to watch someone. There doesn't seem anything like soul connection between yeah. seeing someone. I could see like, you know, um, Richard Freeman doing a course and thinking, well, that looks great. But could I connect with him? Whereas this... Yeah, this has had to be something we step into and, and, and wake work. And we I found the soul in it. Yeah. You know, I found the way it's like being able to because because like if we weren't here, we'd be in I'd be in London Bridge teaching every morning still. But That's I'm right. not. And we and we, 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 yeah. we we're moving through this tech. We're moving through these platforms. And so we're finding we're finding the ways we're finding the ways to connect with each other through it. Yeah. And our kids were doing that anyway, right? They were just using, you know, these, yeah. these games or these apps to be able to do it. Whereas we're just doing it more in a, through a sensory, trying to connect in this human way. 
and the kids are doing that but then with but in but through play whereas this is what we're doing and it's to a certain degree it's it has been a really opening experience like i said right at the beginning i it, it, it blew my mind to see what we were when i saw what it was becoming yeah. i went ah it's so funny i get it now yeah, yeah. it's still about <laughs> connecting oh, it's yeah. still about presence yeah. it's still yeah. about intention and that's to a certain degree what yoga is uh-huh. it's what yoga is it's kind of like yeah. and so post covid is like uh, you know what who knows when we come back together how that's going to be um but 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 it's been a really revelatory a revelatory experience for me for sure you know particularly because i just carried on teaching a program i, I just i just thought i'm going to carry on teaching a program i'm not going to have drop-ins i just want people to come and get be involved in the whole thing um which uh which is which is really really nice and people see the better some people who come see the benefit of i i hear you it's it's um man that will yeah there's there's uh geez i know my mind is like I'm, I'm i'm relaxing while you're talking and i'm like and then i'm like oh wait wait i gotta think of a question to ask them <laughs> and i'm just kind of feeling excited right now because um yeah i mean uh today was actually a pretty uh big moment for me because and i i feel like i'm tiptoeing around this like i'm I'm like a little nervous. I actually like, how am I? Uh, so to be, <laughs> I'll spit it out. So uh, come yeah. on, we know what you want to. We know what we're going to say, and we're going to. We're going to flip the. We're going to flip the interview around. All right, all right. <laughs> Just so well, everyone knows, I, I I'm a, I'm a podcast interviewer as well, so I can kind of. <laughs> okay, now I've got yeah. Todd on Todd's podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a mutual venture here. Yes. Um, well, all right, today, Scott, we, we uh, opened up our classes for the first time to a very small, limited group of public. And, um, and we are in a really interesting place in America, and I'm sure I, I really want to hear where, where you guys over in London, just across the pond, because I don't think as much as different as maybe our cultures are, I think we're actually pretty darn similar um, globally now. But um, uh, so, so yeah, where we are in the States, we got here in Florida, uh, you know, our governor said, okay, uh, gyms, fitness centers are able to reopen to like a small percentage of capacity. And so right off the bat, like when I heard about three days ago that we, we're going to legally be allowed to open. Um, for me, I didn't even have, I have a lot of questions and I have a lot of concerns and I have the safety of my community, our community, um, you know, and I feel an incredible sense of responsibility to our community, not just like literally the people that walk in the door, but like globally, like I think we, we now have to strategize globally together. Um, and I, but my, my first instinct, my gut was like, I'm court, of course I'm opening up on Monday. There's, it's not even a question. Like, of course I am. Um, and my wife, Tamara, 
doesn't feel that way. She's a little more like, can't we pump the brakes a little bit, Todd? Can't we just like, just wait a little bit and just see like, and, and I was a little, you know, uh, you're married. So I think you'll appreciate this. Anyone else who's listening. I mean, marriage is all about communication and listening. And, and I didn't really listen. I took, I, I just kind of was like so focused and excited and like, I just want to go. So then yesterday um, was our first day to be able to open up and I sent out an email on Sunday and then mind you, like in the last three days, you know, we've had our whole focus one way, we've reshifted it a whole nother way. And then now it was almost like that same whole process again of like, now we're about to reshift it a whole nother way again. And it's like the amount of um, uh, just like intensity involved with these decisions is just enormous. And so we, clean the heck out of the studio like like physically like and i don't you know like maybe someone would say why don't you help have someone help you i know that no one's going to clean it the way that we are going to clean it because you know, we've been here for 14 years in this one space and we love this space like it's like our our whole our whole i don't want to say our identity is this space but and it's an attachment. I mean, just straight up, I am attached to my yoga studio. I mean, I love it. And what we put our, our hearts into it so much. And I guess that's probably where my main motivation is, one that I know that I'm able to open up again. I just, my, this is my whole passion in life. So I, I, I don't question it. And so then yesterday, I set up a schedule where I'm like, okay, what we're going to do now is like, just start off with two classes. It's limited to a small group of people. I put dots on the floor. I've measured six feet apart from each person. There's no signing in. There's no walk-ins coming in. It's like you, you have to sign up ahead of time. You reserve your spot. There's no touching. We're a namaskar only studio. Um, and does that cut it for a lot of people? No. Does that feel safe for a lot of people? No, it doesn't for a lot safe is like non-existent anymore like there is no such thing as safety and i feel that i know that like i i know i know there's so much danger to just go outside right now and be around people like and it's heavy it's so freaking heavy and i guess that's part of why i was like i have to face this straight on right away because and i and so we started off yesterday one class and no one showed up and of course no one's going to show up like right i mean if you watch what's going on why would they show up you know and what was i even thinking you know so then i'm just like oh. and and i go on facebook and i post you know hey this is what we're doing and and i and i know that that's that's you know, you're opening yourself up to criticism slash praise slash everything when you do that. And, and so I just did it. And then as I watched what people were saying, I realized, oh, I'm, I got to watch my language. But holy, uh-oh, because maybe I am rushing it. You know, maybe I'm not 
paying attention enough. And then as I spoke to my wife, she was kind of like, I don't feel comfortable with this. And, and I felt really bad because a part of me felt like I, I, I really didn't listen. And we are like, this whole space for us is us together. And it's not just me and it's not just her. And, and I realize a part of me that's a little overbearing and, and, and just, uh, when I get my mind on something, it's so hard for me to like, that's why I love yoga because yoga is like, take your mind and put it here. But sometimes I do that too much. Like I put it there and I can't move it. And so, or I don't want to move it maybe is another way of saying it. And so now, um, then we kind of came to a compromise where she said, look, I don't feel comfortable. And I said, how about, or, you know, she suggested, how about I just do live stream and I don't want to be in the room with people right now. I'm not ready yet. And I said, well, how about let's take all of yours off that? Cause what our idea is that, well, really having a brick and mortar business these days is very, very difficult. It is so the economy and the way that things are moving into the internet and out of retail is it's very tough. And, and so we're always kind of, we're, we, we get ahead, we go under, we get ahead, we go under, we, you know what I mean? It's just always constant duck and weave, duck and weave. And so now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I think I see a solution. The internet's going to help me support my brick and mortar and my brick and mortar is going to help me support my internet. And I see an integral integrative path moving forward where this can all come together because having a community space is important I and mean, there's just something really important about it and i felt that this morning because then when i came in this morning i had i had a, I had a couple people my mom my dad and my sister and two other really loyal clients decided they were going to come in and i was like we were all a little nervous i mean we haven't hung out together in a little over two months it's like what is this going to be like i mean how are and, and we're all so weird <laughs> right now about like, should I touch it? Should I breathe? Should I cough? Which way do I cough? How do I block the cough? You know, and it's like, and so then we came in and I have the internet on too, because I'm like, I'm welcoming the, the live stream environment because I'm not going to like all of a sudden switch back over it. It has to be integrated, at least from my opinion, because that's the only way where I see how we can survive as a, as a brick and mortar. So now uh we come in and we we did pranayama this morning and even that's a question should you be doing pranayama where you're touching your face i mean that's a weird issue so i'm like yeah i'm finding what i'm going to do is just like i have to make up my mind what am i going to do which way am i going to go and once i decide i'm just going but at the same time tread so lightly so that when i do offend my wife, when I do offend my friend on Facebook, when they're questioning me, why are you doing this? When maybe you might question me here in a moment, why are you doing this? If I give you a chance to talk, <laughs> um, I hope that I'll, I'll be able to answer you. But I, I guess I just wanted to say all that because this is what I'm, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. And so I just want to finish up this little statement because when we after we finish pranayama there's the the closing chants where there's those four main shlokas and it's really powerful and the first time i heard my teacher tim miller do them i was floored you know i was like well how did how did he remember all that how it, it just blew my mind and the sound vibration and the sound vibration of the community together doing it i remember just something changed in me where i was like 
I gotta learn this, I gotta learn this. So when we finished the practice and we started to chant together and the sound vibration in the room together, coalescing and riding off of each other's vibration and someone going softer and you hearing softer so you go softer and they go louder and you ride off their louder and the the connectivity of the stream of the sound my whole body just tingles up and down my back and I, I know we're not supposed to be attached to sensation but I have to admit something felt really good and I said I thought to myself wow and I I know that I want to keep a space. I, I, I know it's, we might have to do it so differently than before. It might not be these mass gatherings. It might need to be really small, little quaint connect situations. And I, I don't know what the answer is there. And, and maybe I'm being, maybe I'm rushing it. I don't know, but something is powerful. And now, Let's be honest, if I get sick, if my son gets sick, if my daughter gets sick, if my wife gets sick, we are not gonna be able to come back into the room again. I mean, and I know that it, even be, with the asymptomatic component, I'm aware that I might be living in a world of illusion to even think that this is a realistic thing to do to be in a room with people that I don't live with already. Those of you that out there that are way on the right side and i'm not going to go into politics but that think that it's not even real or that look how they've gotten under my skin it made me so scared of everything yeah yeah it has it really has i gotta be honest it has gotten under my skin it has me so that's where i'm at and um oh, all right <laughs> it's like epic <laughs> All right. I mean, I I I, I know I mean, there's, there's two things here, right? Yeah. There's two, there's two things here, right? There's the passion you've got for the, your your space, which you've had for 14 years. Is there's the space you you have, and is your space the space or the community? Yeah. Is it this? No. It's the structure, the walls, the glass, the curtains. Mm -hmm. That can be torn down recreated you're right that's a great question because that makes me realize or think that no it's not the brick and mortar and it's so i know that the space isn't and i am realizing with the internet element that you don't even really need to be together to be together so you know th there is that maybe we never need to get back together again but I'm sorry, man. Being together, it's just. I mean, we're, we're you know, we we appreciate it before, maybe. We, you know, this is the thing. But you, you know, I, I appreciate every single person has ever walked in, because they've walked in and they've shown that they want to come, um, and I feel there's and this I think you touched on it, which is that's a massive responsibility, um, and I think you know I. I this is why, to a certain degree, we, we, that responsibility at the moment could be taken out and placed into, this is why the governments are kind of in the UK are, are saying, well, you, this can open, this can't open. If you own this kind of business, then you can't open. Um, and even then, but people are, you know, this is the big thing in the moment about schools opening in June, on the June the 1st, like year, year, year one, like reception students, year six who are 11 year olds ready to go into senior schools and they're bringing up they're, they're going to start bringing in these children of a certain age 
um, who are like who are, who may be going into senior school next year because we're nearing the end of the the term, and then in the September they'll go back in, um, because they've been closed for two months as well. And then and 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 I think I saw a, a thing this morning where five percent of teachers are in disagreement with what the government's saying because how do you how do you how do you get like a, a group of reception children who are, you know, five year olds and social distance them? Nah. You know, if you can't do that with them, Correct. you know Correct. what I mean? And so all of these, all, I think there's still a really, really confusing time around, um, uh, about how we're kind of how we're moving, how we're moving back together. You know, and I think there's a, I think there's massive confusion all over the place from politics, from government, from politicians, from people saying this is right, this isn't right. And I think there's something, you know, there's so much. This is what I said to you before earlier about this. There's so much information, so much going on that we then have to say we have to make decisions on our on our familiar on our, on our on our, on our the, the people in our life and that includes our yo the yoga practitioners who come to our studios now there's something you said which was like i'm so passionate about this and i want to kind of like i want it to open and i i want to and that seems to be kind of quite a strong driven thing in you just from just seeing you then and i wonder if that was the thing that said let's let's open we've been we've been given the green light We've been given the green light. Yeah. But what does that green light mean? You yourself said, I don't know if I can go out and be around people. So if there's any idea of not knowing within the context of yoga, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't, I feel that I can't, I feel that I closed ethically, right? Because I wasn't told to close. I was just like, we can't open, we can't open anymore. And I can't open until I'm ethically feel like it's okay that the people who come will be okay. Yeah. And that's, that's me. That's me. Right. Even if I'm given the green light, you know, and on what uh, the earliest we can do is we've been told is July the 4th in the UK. That's what the government has said to us. And even then that's stipulated on these, these lockdowns of these, this, this easing of the lockdown. And like in, in two weeks, there not being another spike. But I can't see us being given the go-ahead to open like leisure or, or hospitality or the kind of the kind of the, the place that where we sit in, which is like the leisure industry, even though it's we don't see ourselves that right. But I don't see us opening in in and, and we're and remember we're a Mysore Shala. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't so for me it's a little bit more like mm -hmm. I can't and I and I and I and I mean I come from a place where I don't have to. I don't have to think about a um, having to pay for rent on a physical space. Mm -hmm. So I've got that privilege around that. So, but at the same time, I would love to get everyone back together. I would love. I would love. There is nothing more than than connectivity. And you know, we've we've just seen that. You know, that being able to be around each other, to be to be able to be um to touch and be and you know and be close to some to each other is so valuable because we've because we haven't got it so all i'd say is like i just from what from what you were saying earlier which was amazing to see that and i, I hope people like really take you know and listen to what you were saying about the, the kind of the, the the i think this is the thing the confusion about what to do and so all I'm, all I'm just being devil's advocate around, well, what is the driver for you to open it? Your wife's going, 
no. But you're going, I've, I want to open it. I've got, yeah. And is that kind of, to a certain degree, colouring the truth, which is we still really don't know. You, you yourself, oh, should we be doing pranayama? Yeah. And yet you've got people in a room doing pranayama. Like all the time when, we, then when we're unsure, then are we, are, we, are we kind of, is it ethically right for us who work within these ethics to a certain degree, who live within these, these ethical ways. And we have to kind of look, you know, I was, had a, we had a workshop with Greg over the weekend from Mayu, and we have to see how the yamas play out in real life. Rather than this be these codes I have to live by, what does ahimsa mean right now? What does satya mean right now? What does a paragraha mean right now? What are all these things mean right now in a in a in this environment in this culture in this particular time of of humanity what does ahimsa mean in a post-covid world what does it mean to be a yoga teacher in a post-covid world i don't know anymore (laughs) because of what it means to be now we're having to kind of play out and, and and respond to these um to these environments in ways so you know you've gone out and you've gone i'm going to open i'm going to open i want to i want to i want to and now you're stepping back and going and it's almost like you just did a confession earlier yeah. <laughs> and i think that was really brave and really brave of you well, and i think it's, you know I think, yeah <laughs> I, i'm i'm very aware of how un, i'm very aware of how delicate this this is so delicate it's so tender it's so delicate these words gen- tender vulnerable delicate and what you want to do and that's the thing this is what this is this is what's needed for me is to see the tenderness like that kind of you know because at once there's the power in yoga right and at the and and at the other side, there's the deepest, the slightest, lightest subtlety. There's all these balance of opposites. And what we need is this such a subtle going, what is driving me? What is this? What is this? Where, how am I moving? What am I? What's, what's the, you know, this kind of the, the vrittis going around in my head? What is that? And I need to stop and remember that kind of smriti to remember. Remember to come back to the moment what is here that layer of responsibility todd i feel it i feel it as well because and your and your and your colleagues in in um, in south in the south florida yoga community who i'm part of that whatsapp group they're all we're all going well what the hell do we do <laughs> it's not it's really not easy but the yeah. point is about the point is about keeping people safe the, 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 number one, the number one thing is about as best we can keeping people safe. And if you are at any point unsure of being able to do that, then what's your responsibility? Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's you know, and I, and I agree. And with it's you. not easy. And that's, that's not easy I, to, you know. This, this is really why I'm very thankful to have the, the community that's sort of evolved recently with... Um, with Greg's direction and your direction through Amayu. And then when you came over for the winter gathering and we were able to join up in Fort Lauderdale together and other local teachers. And that was a really amazing weekend 
And part of then, as per Greg's, uh, Greg Nardi, his um, direction was like, let's continue to converse together. Let's, let's get together bi-weekly. And so we've been getting together on Zoom and, and just talking about like, what's going on and what, how are we feeling and what, what's in, and that for me has been like so important because, uh, well, basically just talking, you know, and I, and I, I admit straight out, I really just don't know. It is so challenging and difficult. I don't have the answer, but I do know that by conversing and talking with friends and colleagues and in this case, getting a chance to speak with you that, I need to be asked the difficult questions and I need to be taken into the difficult places so that I am prepared or at least have thought out and or at least am open to discussing these because if not, then that's, that's not wisdom. That's yeah. not, that's you, not know, that, you know, and, 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 and the other thing that I've, I also, I, I know that my passion is a little, a little too much sometimes. So the way that my, my current mental structure is, my <laughs> current plan is that this is a day by day, moment by moment, um, you know, like movement experience where I am not, beholden to anyone or anything in the sense that if I wake up tomorrow morning or tonight after this conversation I go you know what tomorrow we're not getting together and no one can come in and we're going to do just zoom or I wake up and go you know what? let me try another day and see what happens see how I feel that it's got personally it's going to be moment by moment and and I have to just keep listening and paying attention um, and, and being, being ready for the fact that I don't know. And this is really scary. And it is. this is very, it all feels very risky. Like just living life feels really risky. Now I can help. And this is where I get really nervous. Cause if I start talking about how I really feel, like I just feel like maybe that'll, going to get into trouble somehow and so this is one of my big one of my big issues is that I don't speak my mind very often because I'm always so nervous about hurting someone's feelings or and from the meditation contemplative world silence seems to be a really good place to hang out because you know you can you can really well ahimsa you won't harm anybody at least verbally Satya, well, you can't, you're not talking, so you're not going to not tell the truth. Um, you know, the element of parigraha, greed, well, I mean, obviously, when we have conversation, I could be very greedy with this conversation, dominate, like, sorry, Scott, no chance for you to talk, you know, I'm going to, there's like, just within the speech world, just in the vocal world, um, silence seems to be a really safe place to hang out um and so uh i guess then if i obviously i'm not practicing silence right now one of the big things for me that i just keep contemplating is like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die like i know i'm gonna die like i feel my mortality i 
I know I'm going to die. I don't know when I'm going to die and I don't want to die. I want to stay alive. I have children. I am not, I, I, I want to be here for them as long as I possibly can. So, and all of my thoughts around like originally with yoga, a lot of my thinking was like, I want longevity. I want to do this practice so that I can live and be a hundred and still be active and be able to move and, and not, you know, I just want it. So I'm not a nihilist and I, and I really treasure life and I see so much importance, importance, but I, the more I investigate, I keep really having to have to face my mortality with this stuff because the fear about dying is what is really the essence of the fear that we're all, I think collectively is, and the more I process it and just start to accept, like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, I'm okay with it. I'm going to die. I know it's freaking hard. I mean, it's really, no one wants to hear that. And I, <clears throat> but I just, that's where I'm at. I mean, that's, that's, and I, it's easy for me to say that now because if tomorrow all of a sudden I fall sick and I'm in the hospital and I'm clinging for life and I'm put on a ventilator, some other person out there goes, ha ha ha, look at him, a stupid idiot for going into public. What do you expect to happen? Ha ha ha. You know, there's a lot of that going on. And, you know, you know that's kind of like, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, like we've turned up a whole can of worms there. <laughs> I mean, God, come get, on. It has to get heavy at some point. I mean, Listen, really like, you know, you're looking at the, you're, you're, you're kind of, you know, wrestling with the very aspects of, of the, the human, the human being that this idea of, we are the, the big thing is we are going to die. And it's the big thing of like, you know, it's a big thing in the hardest thing for the yogi to, um, to reach all is this, that idea of fear of dying, the idea one day I will cease. That's the big thing. But the knowledge behind that is, is the accept is the acceptance of that. Like the clinging, you know, the deepest teaching is this clinging off onto the life and you're clinging onto this idea of like, I want this. I don't want it to, I don't want it to go. I don't want it to go. Um, and so there's so many layers to what you just said, but I mean, that's got, I mean, in the essence of like holding back and holding back and holding back, there's an element where, uh, you know, what, you know the, teaching, the teachings of silence. So we talked about being silent. Well, the teaching of silence isn't a retreat. You know, the teachings of silence in our culture, in our household, where we live in cities and we live in, the, we live in a world. You know, if we look at what Patanjali wrote, it was written for people to go and live in caves and to go, and who, who, to, go to ascetics who are able to go and work those subtle layers out. When we're, we're, we're working with all these realms and these philosophies and these teachings in a, a, a modern culture. And so what, we're trying to, what you're trying to navigate is that you're not you're never gonna you're gonna you want to live in silence but that's never gonna be a thing so what silence should what what silence wants to teach teach us is about how to move that thing again where i said where i said was really valuable
valuable and you'll never stop it because as long as we're practicing practicing yoga we're always uncovering new ways of understanding ourselves we're all undering ways of as all this comes through us we we're, we're, we're this conversation is is coming out and you will be and i will be moved and we'll move in a different way because of this conversation so there's this thing around you know which you touched on which is the idea of life and life ending and for some people you know that's the the big touchstone and what the, if we look at the big the big ripple of fear it's that it's the fact that oh there's a possibility that life could end now life is going to end and it's almost like that's the big wake-up call of living it's like if we know for me if i know that life's going to end how do i truly live like how can i truly truly live and this was like right in front of me you know i, I in 2012 my my the, the woman who i set still point up with for three years and we were so close she's 34 and she suddenly passed like of a tragic accident and i'm like that's not supposed to happen <laughs> someone is with all that to live for that's not supposed to happen and yet it does and so what does that mean when we look at we point it back at ourselves what does it mean you know i nav i had to navigate i said in my blog last week you know it was about two emails I've had to send. The first hardest email I've had to ever send was to tell the yoga of the yoga community of 500 people at the time that their teacher, colleague, and friend had died. And the responsibility and pushing send on that email was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And then the second one was pushing send on the email to say we've had to close Spillpoint Yoga London because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, I look at both of those things and I go, damn. And yet I see navigating, I see navigating still point through the loss of someone deeply close to them and myself and going, well, actually, what does it mean? What, what are we actually, if that's, if that can happen to someone and we, and that can, people can pass just like that. What does it mean? And what does it mean for now? And so it comes back, I come again, back again to the teachings coming alive in me, the teachings of yoga coming alive in me, which is, which is helps me to understand possibly how to truly live in the present to cherish the things that i've got to to cherish the things that i do have without holding on to them too much and this is the thing about the idea about yoga is also the, the 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 fact that everything changes nothing stays the same i will eventually go but and all, and my children will, and Louise will, and all the students who come to practitioners, and all my friends will, and all the practitioners come. And then in, in 200 years' time, we'll all be forgotten. <laughs> and there'll be another. And that's the thing. This is the process. This is the process of life, right? And what we're seeing, what we're playing right out is can we step back and go, okay, go into silence, but don't, don't let that be where you, where you kind of, where you kind of get lost in because because that's not your your dharma is like to go and do the work that your your dharma is being a father your dharma is being a husband your dharma is what you're doing with that studio the dharma is is the 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 people who come to you that's the way you're moving Mm -hmm. and so there's something very rich about going no no don't retreat todd rumi calls it rumi says it's like this in the bandaged place 
that's where the light shines in the bandage place in the wounded place that's where the light shines and so that that deep fear go into that sit with the sit with that for a while in the silence you got to take that stuff in and get, and because because that's the teaching and you have to collect and if anything you'll see how how you know how that's just a, a movement if, of the way that you're seeing the world and this kind of deep passion that you have and this deep like want it i want it you know you're so you're you seem so so tightly interwoven with the space like i am i'm still point yoga london is like it's been my life and yet can we find can we see that can we also see the the tenderness around that is there a thing like because you don't want that to go either i don't want this to go so i'm good i'm just so like that let's get it back going on rather than actually going <laughs> perhaps i need to perhaps we just need to navigate this still still differently for a while i'm yeah. just playing you know just playing offering these little dropping these little things uh, and seeing but like when you're watching you moving and how you were kind of deeply passionate and see you're holding on to so there was this tension there but can you just from that let there be a little bit of space around and let go and, and see be freer around your your yoga shala and let it breathe because now this is the thing the we need to breathe these things we need to look at the space around things because it's it's, tr- it's more transient than it's ever been you're holding on to something that you can't hold on to it's always all these places they're always just ideas mm-hmm. and they're ideas around you know this is what the other thing is like still point is a space that people come to but then what i saw happening is also when people put their mats down and i'm there and I'm teaching them, and they're feeling grateful for being there. Still, point is their front room. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. So there's this kind of like, oh, okay. So the moment we make this, this will have to be. This will have to make as long as I know that I can keep that. I don't know how to keep people safe myself, and I'm sure. Then this has to be how it is, and I create the the environment, the still point environment. Which, which is why they come to Steel Point to a certain degree, because they like the environment we hold where they are. And I encourage that. And we, as teachers, encourage the inquiry or inquiry on inquiry in the UK around, uh, around themselves in their homes. And it's, I, can see this, I can see the tension in you. Yeah. But there's something about this, this need to get back in um, which could be, if it's a financial thing, then that's different. But this need to get back in, in relationship to the tenderness that everyone's feeling. And trying to just step back a little bit and go, what is, what am I, what, what's here? Like, if I got out of my own way, which it seems like you were kind of pummeling your way to get it open, and your wife going, no, actually, if I stop and listen to her, perhaps there is a way of opening, but it's not the way I'm driving it through. Yeah, I really appreciate. I really appreciate that. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, Scott, and that's why I value feedback because it helps me to just. It helps me to to just you know have a sounding board to be able to not just retreat into the silence based on old habit patterns of feeling the tension to communicate the nervousness to communicate honestly 
So I feel very thankful to have you as a friend and to have your guidance as well. And I, I really only want my, my best friends and my true friends and my family, they're all very honest with me and they, they lay it out, you know, and that's what I want. I only want that, to be honest. So I really, I just, I feel thankful, man, because I, I, I need this, basically. It's funny, I was sitting here while you were, you were talking, I'm like, this is my own personal therapy session going on that I'm about to air to the, to the global sphere. Fair play to you, man. I mean, <laughs> I, mean like, I want to do it. I don't mind. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, because I feel like these questions are what they really are. This is they, what's they really are. I'm not trying to create some image of something false. I want, I want us to be able to get to the truth and, mm. and, and, and really just have an opportunity to think and hear and listen and, and, uh, and grow and, and be able to, you know, just keep moving here and, uh, or, or get still or, you know, so. it's asking so much. It's asking a lot of us to be more open than we've ever been. And that can be hard. And that's why we need, this is why I said to you about, it's about moving forward together. It's like, I'm, I, I can happy to be vulnerable on Instagram with the people who listen to me chant every morning at 6am. Um, and I'm to say, I don't know. And I'm feeling this today because it's really important. Like that, what you just said then is really amazingly valuable to, for, for people who are, your, who are your students and your practitioners to hear you speaking like that. Because we're just trying to, all just trying to work it out. Yeah. I would, you know, I, I had the same conversations with, with Kia I had the same conversations with, um, with Joey, the, some, the, the, uh, Joey Miles, my UK teacher friend. I have a lot of teachers and colleagues around this same thing. And we're just going, well, what's right? We don't know. Well, what's right? When are you going to, I don't know. You know, there's, there's, but there's so many layers to this. And if you haven't got, the big thing is, if it's not a financial thing, like if you, if you, if you have to open financially, it's a, different, it's a different kettle of fish. But if it's not a financial thing, then there is a case for you be really, really considering putting people in a room together if, if you're really unsure. Well, the, the financial element is definitely a thing, but it's not a financial thing because human life is way more valuable than the environment is way more valuable than the financial component. So mm. as much as my answer to that response has to be, yeah, it's definitely financial because I mean, you know, yeah, but, but no, it's not about that because. And, and it's only, I'm only playing devil's advocate about that because please. that's what, that's what the economy, that's what to a certain degree, why perhaps the governor has asked you to open and said oh. you can because it's about getting everyone the economy working again the big, the big thought is just like so what they're gonna throw us to the wolves and just see what happens and see who dies and who doesn't and it's really freaky so there's this big so i go back to this idea of the global perspective the global perspective the national perspective the local perspective and the perspective around the people immediately around us and all the tensions that go between all of those layers. And, you, and we're trying to navigate all of them all at once. And you have to, and this is the idea again, Todd, about coming back and going still, because you've got to practice, because 
you know, because the teachings and, uh, and you've been practicing yoga, there's more of a possibility that you can stop and consider what's needed in yeah. relationship to the people around you who you love, who you said you love in your life. Um, and really listen and listen to feel what's right. Because we have the interesting thing about the, the yoga, the, this yoga is the ethical nature of, of the practice. Yeah. For me, that's the thing. And that's, I'll come back to you about, I, if I closed, I closed for, because I felt it was an ethical thing to do, which means personally, I can't open until I feel it's an ethical way of people being together. And I feel comfortable. And I, I honestly, in the UK, we don't know when that is. Yeah. I hear you, Scott. You know. so it's, a real, it's not an easy one. And I really feel for you. And I really kind of, I really kind of, you know, the fact that you are able to open. I mean, if, I, if we were able to open tomorrow, I don't know what I'd do. So I think everyone's, I think I really appreciate you like calling it and being really open and honest. And I think people will get a lot of value from you like airing your 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 concerns and you're being super honest about where you are with it i think it's um a really powerful thing you just did thank you scott i mean and i also want to propose an idea because um the last time we had a chance to converse via this medium <clears throat> Uh, and then I had my little um, amateur moment where I didn't record it. And so then, you know, you were nice enough to, when, when we realized it, we both kind of threw our arms up in the air, like, let's just how we could chuckle about that. And then, you know, the, the change, the shift that I had from our conversation there, like, was really awesome. Like, it really was profound and it got me thinking. And, and so then two weeks later, what our conversation was then is much like it is now, but it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah. There, there's a big, I don't know, like the change is so rapid right now that maybe you'll be open to doing another one of these. Maybe we check in again at some point in the future. And I'm happy to whenever you want. We can it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what our conversation is then because, you know, it, it's obviously we're, we're, in, a, we're in a really um, – a really amazing time and uh and so you know I, I hope all of our listeners out there are are able to hang in here for as long as we chatted because we went well over the one hour mark i think we're coming in like an hour and 10 hour and 15 minutes and so good. for a lot of us that that sort of attention span can be challenging but um maybe if we could do it to be continued and i really want to know kind of how you guys how, how your evolution process goes because it's going to, it's going to affect how ours is. And I, and I think that together we're going to be stronger. Also. I think you're right. I think, I think you, you know, together is a really big thing. I'm happy to, to check in with you whenever you want. I think it's a really important, really lovely conversation that people can continue to have on this medium and the people and recognize people and have conversations. And if people want to, like uh, message you back and say, oh, that's a good idea that we speak every, every now and again to see how things are going in this post-COVID world. I think yeah. it's a really, really um, meaningful way of, of, of just getting the, the yeah. feel of what's going on and where people are. And I think 
we get we know each other well and we can get on really well we could chat for ages we go on for another hour if we wanted I so. <laughs> but i think i think it's been really it's been really lovely and i you know i really I, again i really appreciate you sharing the tension yeah, i think yeah. that's really important like i know the conference that you've invited me on but i think this has been this mutual thing that we've, we've been able to navigate and that's what it's about. It's not about saying, oh, this Scott Johnson is like, like, I think that would be disingenuous to go, well, actually, we're both in the same position with studios. You're a little bit further ahead. How's this going? And I think these conversations are the ones that are far more interesting about rather than how long I've practiced for, do you know what I mean? And what do I know? And I think, but it all comes, that's it. But it all comes out, it all comes out in the mix. All of, our, all of the things that we practice for, in relation to art culture in the way that we are, are coming out in the mix now and what and you and, and and what the teachings and what we and how we move yeah. it's really important that we kind of just stay present that the either to the yo the way that yoga's moved through us so we can deeply listen about what feels the right thing to do what feels what we're being told all those kind of things and listen to um, and, and be, and be, you know, have the, and be reach out to the people who cl who are close to us, so we can bounce ideas off and 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 listen and then not kind of run with it and, and noticing where there's tension. All these things, there's so much external noise that that can that can that can be an un unconsciously move us in directions. And I think it's really important that to think about this massive thing that's going on and in go go into the silence right todd yeah. but don't retreat yeah like go into the silence but be with yeah. the bandage be with the wounds yeah. because they're the ones that if you're with them you'll see them for what they are i couldn't agree more and i i really from the bottom of my heart thank you thank you scott it's my pleasure, man. Thank you for inviting me on. I hope it helps. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it does, actually. And it's really lovely. It's really lovely to be able to talk in this way and share. And it's like, it's yeah. beautiful. And I am open to criticism. I am open to feedback. And um, obviously you are too. So anybody from our side of the, 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 the pond and anyone from your side, I mean, if I'm open to all the hard stuff. And, uh, but just... Please be gentle with me too at the same time because <laughs> I'm new to expressing myself on a, a larger platform than just my five peeps in the room, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a great thing. I think, I think calling it is really good. More power to you, man. Thank you, Scott. And thanks to the, uh, thanks Todd for inviting me. All right. Till the next time. <laughs> right, my friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Native Yoga Toddcast. We really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed. Remember that if you'd like to learn more about upcoming classes, workshops, teacher trainings, and our online yoga studio, all of which you can access at nativeyogacenter.com, your support is greatly appreciated. Have a wonderful day.